This is a Gao Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You've got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. A show where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. A couple of things. First and foremost, why am I not able to watch the PGA event going on right now? The Northern Trust going on right now. And instead, and it's not a knock, but it's clearly not carrying the same weight the Women's Open is on instead. Ricky Fowler is four under. This is breaking news, folks. We actually have a guy who was written off more so than anybody on tour, actually somewhat in contention. That's the story of the day in golf. Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, Harris English, stop the presses. Ricky Fowler is four under. What the heck happened with him? We also have last night a placating of the crowd who still believed going into that game that the Portland Trailblazers were, in fact, going to win this series. You guys have been listening to Charles Barkley too much because somebody thought that this thing was over after one game. And I still maintain that while you have two different scenarios, two different means to the same end in the first round, which is L.A. and Milwaukee advancing, you still have a major threat in the East to Milwaukee, maybe two times over, which I don't necessarily think you have, despite the Clippers still being the Clippers, I don't think you have with L.A. Last night was a statement made by LeBron James, and I don't even know if you caught it because of how poor of a game that he actually had. Everybody, and rightfully so, focused first on Anthony Davis. And also, before we hit this quick break and come back and stretch our arms for the opening of the show, I know for a fact there is one person in the building who pays attention to what I say. And I know for a fact that it's not always Ron Culver. Jake Asman, if he's out there, all right, Jake knows about hashtag fade the fills. It worked not once, but twice yesterday. You think I'm just on here yelling and spewing about my bad teams for your entertainment? I'm actually trying to make you some money here. There is a proven theory that has been tested that works every single time. As soon as that team gets up, you fade them. Hashtag fade the Phillies. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. So I guess we're going to have to be forced to illegally stream the golf now. This is what they do to us. Do you think that prohibition works? Do you think that people were just not drinking anymore when they outlawed it? I don't know what the hell the PGA is doing, but this is a major ball drop right now. They're going to wait, I'm sure, until the afternoon to start playing with people in contention. But 125 names, a lot of them are big names, and it doesn't make sense unless they're trying to build this thing around Tiger Woods. Now, Woods, three under, is definitely hovering, but still you have a ton of momentum where you can capture it alongside, especially ahead of the NBA and NHL that will drop the puck later today. 
I don't know why these ESPN Plus, NBC Plus, whatever plus you have, I don't know if it's the Peacock, which seems to be like a major ripoff, mind you. I don't know if you've seen that. It's like that old game that you would download on the marketplace on your phone that would say free, but then you would see that little plus on the top right of the icon. And then as soon as you get in there, they just kill you with these add-ons. Like, you can't do anything unless you hit these add-ons. And then next thing you know, it's a $5 purchase. It's a $10 purchase. You're $60 into this thing just to get by a certain level or advance something through time, whatever it may be. And I feel like this is pretty much an insult to all of the people like myself and I'm sure a bunch of people out there who spent a lot of time invested in watching this sport leading up to this big event. Now, I mentioned the hashtag Fade the Phillies as the Phillies lost a doubleheader two straight to the Blue Jays last night in ridiculous fashion. Now, this is not going to turn into some Sixers rant. I'm out of energy when it comes to ranting about the teams here locally. In fact, I think that there is a ton of value on the board every single time the Philadelphia Phillies pitch. And it's crazy because you're not going to have a long 162-game season. What you're going to have is probably 57 to 59 games total because they missed a couple and they're trying to make them up. But that short sample size is going to be enough for you to win some money. And I maintain that if we go and and continue this process, and I've been doing it, I did it twice yesterday, even through the tweet out at Shander Show, fade the Phillies working in game one, took them plus six and a half, or pardon me, yes, the other squad, Jays, plus six and a half, and then plus five as they were down 7-2. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. And look, Sometimes it's just me getting on here and ranting and raving and breaking a sweat like I did the other day with the 76ers. But in this case, there is actually some savvy analysis behind this as well as being here. And it's not just physically being here, but it's being in the moment of this team being local to me. And I can tell you that there are tons of people that have already got on board, some even before me on this thing. But it's a reality. It's an, an inevitable reality right now that, and this is how you play it, right? You don't even need to watch these games. I'm doing the heavy work, the heavy lifting for you, okay? You don't even need to watch these things on a game cast or on your game tracker on whatever app you use. I know Asman was all over this a week or so ago, so hopefully he was paying attention. Hopefully he and others out there were continuing this methodology of sports betting because it is unlike anything I've ever seen, which is going to hit it like a 70, 75% clip. It's kind of like the XFL, only the XFL with the books, they just didn't know any better. There was no data, nothing to really indicate how things would change or even the lines, in-game lines, changing as rapidly and as drastically as they did. In this case, it's a very simple solution. If you are down, maybe you're betting a lot in the NBA and you're getting your tail kicked like I've been. Maybe it's just trying to ride these puck lines, which have been difficult as well. Money line plays are always better for me, at least in the NHL. But whatever it is, a little slump there. Golf is a crapshoot. So if you got lucky one week, then chances are you were trying to ride that luck two, three weeks in a row and it didn't work. Unless, of course, you hit Xander in the top 20. That's paid off five straight times. But... For the most part, if you're hovering around you know, 35 to 55%, why not jack it up? Why not just improve it a little bit? Up your average. Up your percentage. 
because you know, and I'm telling you this, I know, and therefore now you know. This is a great little tidbit. This is like some water cooler thing. Whenever you return to an office or any type of setting where you're next to people, look, it could be outdoors. I know that there are plenty of places here in Pennsylvania where it's set to, at least in the Philly area, set to reopen with a small capacity, of course, indoor dining. That's already the case I know in Houston, talking with Ron and Jake and others down there. So it's not out of the ordinary that you might be in a situation where you can wow the crowd with a nice little tidbit. And that's what I'm giving you here, just a nice little tidbit of information. So if somebody's asking you, hey, uh, you got the score in that uh, Yankees-Angels game? I got a bet on it. You can now seem much more intelligent than you are, which is what we try to do every day. Seem, not be. Keyword seem. And drop a little nugget. You know, you're wasting your time betting anybody else outside of one team. And that's fading one team. I've never seen this before. Never in my life have I seen this before, where combined with what's happening on the field and where we are with a clip of like 65, 70, I think it's actually above 70 right now. I actually think it's somewhere around 75% that it's hit, where every single time the Philadelphia Phillies have a lead, they blow it. Now, that doesn't mean that they always lose the game, but it means that up four, up five is pretty much a lock. I would set the baseline right now at three and a half and feel really comfortable with that. In fact, I could even stretch it and say three. Three a push, that's fine. At least it's voided and you're able to come back for another day, battle another day. But I, I honestly, for me, whenever the Philadelphia Phillies, this is what you keep an eye on. And look, again, you just get on whatever app it is, legal, global, wherever you bet, however you bet, and you don't even need to follow along. Just follow me on Twitter. At Shander Show. That's the easiest thing to do because every single time that team is playing, I will be alerting the masses when it's time to jump in. Plus six and a half, I got it. They were up seven to two on the Jays early last night. And I'm looking around like, is, is anybody else going to jump on this? Plus six and a half? Are you kidding me? Six and a half. Stop that number. Stop it. Technically, it was seven. Stop it. And I did. And then it was at five where it was at seven to two. Thinking, okay, worst case scenario, the Jays don't score anymore. Phillies don't have enough. They're like a musket. They fire once and they need a long time to recharge. So I knew that offense wasn't going to have another inning of explosion, if you will. And it was just clockwork. It was just sitting there, setting the watch, and just waiting for it to hit. Like 15 minutes to go in your final class of the day in college or high school, wherever, whatever school. And you're just sitting there like, come on, come on, come on. And every day is a Friday. Every day. I don't even know when school gets out anymore. It's 3 o'clock, 2.40, something like that. It's 2.20. The bell's going to ring at 2.40, and it's a Friday, and you don't have school on Monday. That's what it's like every single time the Philadelphia Phillies are up, and now it's time to fade that team. Whatever, whoever, I don't care if they're playing Boston, as you saw, the Blue Jays in Buffalo, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. It is a principle that I now stand by, and it has made me money, and I'm trying to just relay that to you out there as well. I'm sure Peralta has an eye or two on that, is knowing how he is with trends and things working across the board with sports. So you can look at it from two ways. You can look at it from just a simple baseball fashion, which is, wow, this Phillies team is so gross and so bad with their bullpen. Anybody not named... Really, Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler is at risk 
from starter through bullpen of giving up a bad inning or two, mind you, until he gets yanked. Why not? Why not look up and see what a line is? And then the other element of it would be trends. Would just be looking at the trends and knowing that the Philadelphia Phillies have struggled so much with their bullpen. There are worse teams out there. Mets, Sox, I thought. There are definitely worse teams out there, but nobody has as bad of a bullpen. And that's the key element here. Six, seven innings of Aaron Nola or Zach Wheeler baseball, it's not enough. No lead is safe. That's the other hashtag. Fade the Phillies, hashtag no lead is safe. It's crazy. It's it's like an NBA game where you're up by 30 in the second quarter and you're so tempted to lay like a, you know, lay the 25 points because your team's already up crushing it, but you know that run is coming. Even in the bubble, we've seen it because it it doesn't have a home court advantage, a true home court advantage. So that's been a big issue here in the NBA restart is our runs and seeing how a team can come back. Last night at one point, Magic down big and they were they were part of me getting 17 points and it was just way too early in the game still third quarter mind you but just way too early the bubble has evened out i think a lot of these blowouts now again where the game closes and where the game finishes is different than catching a live number the nba actually has allowed us to make up for a lot of bad bets ahead of time by hedging live And at least live, if you've been paying attention, you actually get a little in there. You do. You get a nice little in every now and again where a team is down 15, 17, 18 points, third quarter, six minutes to go, and you're getting 20 because that team has just been pounded for two and a half quarters. And all of a sudden, what happens? Starters come out. Bench players are shooting and pushing the ball. Nobody's slowing it up with... 10 minutes left to go in the fourth. This is your opportunity to be on television and maybe get a job on another team at the end of this season or maybe get more money if your contract's up by this team. Whatever it may be, there's an opportunity or maybe more minutes the next game if you play really well in your 12 minutes of blowout fashion that you got. It's been frustrating, I think, from the start, looking at where numbers close, games close, but ultimately, if you're able to make up for it in game, there's definitely opportunity there. Big one I love today, the only game that I truly love today. Well, (laughs) there are two games that I love today. One is the obvious, the inevitable, which is, and it's, it's high, it's too high to take, but the Celtics on the money line, Boston is not losing this game. In fact, you might as well just lay the five and a half. You really might as well just lay it. Boston is so motivated. There is nothing that would indicate that Celtics are going to let up and lazily sleepwalk through this game. They have put it on Philadelphia for two straight games. They just weathered a Joel Embiid tropical storm slash hurricane. It didn't even matter. It didn't even have an impact on it. They didn't even need to lay out sandbags on the shore for this one. Oh, here comes Hurricane Embiid. What's the highest? Is it one or five, Ron? Do you know what the highest category is? I always get these two mixed up. You know, it's like the bear and bull. I always get them mixed up as far as the category for the hurricane. And my computer is restarting right now, so I can't even cheat and look it up as I speak. Do you have any idea what it may be as far as which is the best? For some reason, I think Category 5 is the worst, right? Maybe not. We'll have to look at that. At Shander Show on Twitter.
twitch.tv slash Show. Now, you guys said something. You guys had something this morning that Embiid crying by 9.30 p.m. That's Jay Naples on Twitter, at Jay Naples. Again, at Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. All right, the over-under for when Embiid is crying again has been set by Jay Naples at 9.30 p.m. Eastern tonight. Do you take the over or under? Hmm. I think you're spot on. I, I think, you know, that I might stay away from that only because I think that's a dead-on push right there. 9.30 p.m. on the clock. Now, am I able to disagree with something that was brought up in the good, the bad, and the dumb? Do I have that? Like, I, I don't want this to be, you know, I don't want to be brought back on the wake-up call, the wake-up show now, and be chastised by Tony D. So I, I'm okay doing this. Is this, all, is this all right in your book, Ron? Oh, okay. Well, he's he, Ron's talking to the boss, so that's way more important. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate that. Matt's in the house, right? Okay, nice. So now I know I'm in good hands. It's not like Ron just left the board alone to go talk to the boss and then coming back and be like, look, man, I have to talk to the boss. What do you want? But I heard something this morning, and I, I know it only because I was reading it. Chuck D., actually retweeted the CNN column into my timeline, I don't know, last night or, or two days, maybe it was earlier in the day, and it had to do with the mosquito story that Tony D and Culver were talking about this morning. At Shander Show, again, the NBA had one thing last night, a major statement by LeBron that you probably missed, and the game that I truly love we will get to at 11.40 a.m. Eastern. It's the second level on SportsMap Radio. You're listening to The Second Level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. Well, two quick things. In the break, and this is why you should always be paying attention on the stream, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. Jay Enables responded to my showing of what I was eating in the break with this little Wawa box. Now, we have Wawa here in the north, kind of like PA, and it goes down, Maryland, and it's in Florida. It's taken over Florida. So Jay Naples is actually Jay in Naples because he responded, Wawa in Naples now. Life is good. You just wait, Culver, until Wawa hits Houston, until Wawa hits the state of Texas, and that's all you'll be going for, any type of quick meal. It is cut out, I, I don't the whole fast food thing. I don't know if we will. I mean, here's the deal, right? If 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 there was going to be an, infl, uh, an infiltration of a store, I, it has to be a trade deal. So what, I, what I'm saying is that Texas may trade for a Wawa, but then we've got to send a Bucky's. What's a Bucky's? Exactly. Like a Stuckies? I know what a Stuckies is. No, 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 is. no. I, I didn't mispronounce. I said Bucky's. <laughs> you, you know what a Stuckies is, right? No. Stuckies is like a truck stop where. Uh, well, all right, in a way, Bucky's is kind of similar. It's a gigantic gas station, it's a tourist destination. Inside, every every store that you go into is literally a, a, 
about the size of a Walmart. Okay, so it's like a convenience store on steroids. Yes. And but you, you can buy clothes there. You oh, can buy, okay. You can buy Who's Texas clothes gear. What? Oh, on. you get all the time. I'm you sure though it's this like place. I have not been a one where I'm the only person in there. This place is packed wall to wall people. You might not be the only person in there, but you probably Google it. You're probably Google, the only Google, person put, buying put clothes on, there. Hey, put on your Google later. Try, type in Bucky's, B-U-C-E-E-S, world-famous Bucky's Beaver. I don't even want to know what that is. Yeah, the beaver knows. Here's the thing. Um, do you have MTO sandwiches? Like, do you have... I have MT sandwiches. No. Is that the same thing? No. There's nothing in there. It's just a piece of bread? No, not MT. M-T-O. Made to order. See, you don't have the touch screen where you can go in there. Now, and... That's Bucky's. Bucky's, you can go. You can you play on a touch screen there. Really? Special, oh, yeah. And you can get fresh beef jerky. You there can get seasoned pecans. There are only 48 locations. I only see 48 Bucky's. There are probably 48 Wawa's in the Delaware Valley. Wawa well, dominates Bucky's. Well, I know, but that's what I'm saying. If there's going to be a fair trade, you got to trade a Wawa's for a Bucky's. Do you know Arch Beaver Alpin the Third? Co-owner of Bucky's. Uh, you know we're not on we're not on uh, common relations, but you know I have heard of him. Well, it's, he's his nickname is clearly is Beaver, which is where it all comes from. Lake Correct. Jackson, Texas. Oh man, we would stomp you guys. And when it comes, oh, I'm not to... saying you wouldn't stomp us, but I'm just <laughs> saying Texas will Texas will fight you over Bucky's. You'll you'll fight us over everything. Like you'll fight us over stuff true. that you're in the right on. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Very That's true. Texas. But I just, I, you know, Texas will fight you over Bucky's. All right. Now we're going to have to have an online battle here. I might have to put it up on Twitter in the break. Oh, it's going to be skewed because, you know, if you put I have it up, all these Philly people. Yeah, if you have all these Philly people, are going to be like, what's a Bucky's? Absolutely right. Absolutely. Look I know it what up. I, I know what I have the mob on my side. Have you ever been to a gas station where there's 100 pumps? Yeah, Wawa. No, Wawa doesn't count. Wow, you just said Wawa's a grocery store. No, but that's the thing is the super Wawa's have like seven or eight banks of gas where you can get your gas. Here's the beauty of Wawa, that they ha- they, every Wawa has one of those free air pumps for your tires. So let's say you're lazy and you've got a flat or every, a leak. Well, every gas station has air no, pumps. No, you have to pay. You always have to pay. It's like the coin op. Oh, no, that's only, that's only if you go to like uh, like the the normal gas stations. Bucky's, you can get free air there. Uh, you get right, a car wash just at Bucky's. Just making sure you can get, yeah, you get one at Wawa. Does, does Wawa's fit a, you know, a big rig truck? Yes, of no, course. No, no, it doesn't. What do you mean? You, you think Texas is the only place that has truckers? Can we, can we agree one We've on one thing? We've got two major highways here, the PA Turnpike and 95, the Northeast Corridor. Can we agree on one thing, though? Sure. Um, that, you know, Wawa's is cool. I haven't been to a Wawa's. I want to check it out. Bucky's, Bucky's is pretty cool. Uh, they, they both trump pilot and love. Yes, yes, absolutely. Loves. But TNA is the best truck stop name on the planet. Well, yeah, technically Wawa's not a truck stop. Well, see, Bucky's, uh, I think, technically is. Yeah, I think But I so. don't know. It's a tourist destination in itself. Well, we, we'll have to dive deeper into this. Yeah, but, now, I, but I you've heard, heard, you've heard of TNA, right? Yeah, we actually, the, I think those are national. Yeah, Truck Stops of America, best name hands down for a truck stop. I wouldn't eat there, but hey, no. to, to well, each their own. Depends. Unless I'm a trucker and I'm on, on you know, deadline, maybe, maybe yeah, right? What, what's on the menu? You don't I, know. I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Because I've We can't go down that road because this is terrestrial radio. That's true. That's true. I can't tell you everything specifically on there. Now, I heard you guys. I, I was listening this morning, and I had, I had a little issue 
with the the bad of the good, the bad, and the dumb. Okay, hit me. Well, here's the thing. I Chuck D tweeted this story into my timeline yesterday, and I was reading it from start to end. And I, I get on the, on the surface, whenever you hear how a state, in this case Florida, is going to unleash a hundred, hundreds of thousands of GMO, genetically no, modified 750 mosquitoes. million yes, 750 mosquitoes. 750 million, right, to, to destroy current populations of mosquitoes that are right. carried. Now, these, these mosquitoes that are already in existence are carrying multiple diseases oh, no, no, no. that I, have played. Hey, I'm and not, the spray isn't working. I'm Homer? not saying. I don't know. I'm not saying that the science behind it or the thought process behind <laughs> it isn't good. What I am saying, and I'm stealing the line from Jeff Goldblum, life finds a way. I you swear think this to is God, the start right now. These, these male mosquitoes are going to flip the switch, and you're, all of a sudden you've released 750 million female mosquitoes. And Planet they're going to start the mosquitoes. Yes. Is it taking over now? We went from apes to mosquitoes. Yes. Look, it's better than that spray, that DDT spray in your lungs, yeah, that right? Doesn't work. No, that doesn't work. Pete, not Rodney. Pete, right? All right, coming up, NBA stuff. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. You're funking it up a little bit today, Ron. Just Is it a funk Friday? Maybe we should do that. You guys have throwback that's Thursday. That's not me. Is that Matt? That's Matt. Matt, Matt went ahead and uh, just threw this in there. I don't even know if he really knows what the song is. It doesn't even matter. Even if he got lucky, even if Matt closed his eyes and just randomly hit a button for the rejoin, and this is what popped. I, I love think, it. I think that's what he did. I think he just he just spun a wheel and it landed on this one. He was like, "Yeah, you know what? Brick house, sure." Look, we're creating new things every day. Yesterday, we created a euphemism for something else called folding your laundry. Today, I think we've created the new funk. Could we do other enough funk tracks? It's probably just going to turn into P Funk. It's going to just be. It'll be two hours of George Clinton, which is okay for me. No, that's not. There's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. I mean, you could even play like you could even go and, and do some Clinton features. Like you could play Ice Cube's Bop Gun, and that would count as funk for me because Clinton's all over it. Unbelievable! I love it. See, Matt's doing great work here for us. Letting me know that you got yanked out by the boss, and next thing I know, I'm thinking, uh-oh, that's the li-. I've been there before, mind you, where a producer has, or I've been that producer two times in my radio career. Once where I've been on the host end of it, the other where I've been on the producer end of it, where in the middle of a show on a Friday, I was either removed as the producer and brought into the programmer's office or saw my producer go into the programmer's office and basically be like, hey, just talk and fill the segment, I'll be back and let you know. And the time in which I was the host, turns out that <laughs> I wasn't fired, it was just moved. And it was a conversation as soon as the show was over, hey, you know, the program director wants to see you. And that's when your heart drops because you're like, okay, they never fire you before, they always fire you after. And then what happened was it was just the moving of the show. Now, technically, it wasn't my show in the first place. I was there filling in and then kind of just took over through osmosis. But from there, I was basically put back to another time slot as a producer this was in nashville when i was working down there on a news talker and i was like two months into the show barely just i hadn't even got my footing in nashville and i'm sitting there next thing i know i have this program director really cool dude thick southern accent 
Leslie was his name, and it came as an Aton. And I'm not even going to try and do his accent because it, it was just this awesome, like, here I am from the Northeast, and everybody sounds, like, muddy and, and just, you know, hey, yo, cuz, and all this, right? Hey, guy. Uh, and now I'm down there, and he had, like, this awesome drawl, and it was just so cool. I'm sitting there in these program meetings. Everybody wanted to get out. I'm just listening to him talk. And he comes in. He says, I, I need to talk to you. I'm like, uh-oh, what did I? I'm, I'm here. I'm not even here two full months, and I'm in trouble? Typical. He comes in and he says, we're going to fire this guy at the end, just so you know. No, 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 you're still okay. We're going to keep you. And that those were my two experiences. So I figured this man told me, uh-oh, something is not right. We'll have to wait and see until 1 o'clock Eastern. Nashville was so much fun. So I'm so jealous of Tony D. It's the one place that I've ever lived that I regret moving. Now, I had to move for work. And I would not be back here in Philadelphia, and I would not have met my beautiful wife, and so many other things that came with life after moving. And it's just part of working in this business is if you don't have a lot of things anchoring you down, the ability to pick up and go can actually help you. And I remember when I moved to Nashville, first moved to Nashville, I was looking for apartments really fast, really quick, and I just I needed to find a spot, and I wanted to be close to the station so in the event that i had to go in and for whatever reason i mean that's all i knew anyway was where i would eventually live and where i was working so i wanted to be close just because i was a morning show producer and you never know you want to get there early and and be there so i was looking around for apartments and one day i walk into this apartment building that was kind of on the south side of downtown nashville and it was really cheap but it was decent i mean it was nice it was just cheap it wasn't luxury or anything like that, but it had a working elevator and had a doorman, and that was fine by me. And I'm thinking, all right, the building is decent. The apartment actually has some pretty good size to it. And I kept asking the guy, why is it so cheap compared to some other places that are only up the street or maybe, you know, four or five blocks in the opposite direction? And he, would, he was really fast and quick with me. Because he knew also that I was in a rush because I had to get back to the station in the afternoon. So he was kind of rushed me in and out, and he was really quick. Oh, look, we're, we're trying to you know keep competitive and everything along those lines. So I must have been there total looking at the apartment and then getting the paperwork to sign and bring back for, I don't know, like 20, 25 minutes. It was really quick. I was in and out. I already looked at a couple of other places they were outside my budget. Turns out that... The time that I got there, like the very second that I got there to the very second that I walked back into my car was the exact time that it took from one train to go and then the other train to then go. And it was like constant train after train. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's why. So this was my first experience working morning radios. I never worked morning radio before. Never knew that you had to be up at 3, 3.30 in the morning to get there. And look, I'm not looking for any small violin like Ron and Tony aren't either. It's what we do and it's part of the job. But imagine now being in a brand new city, not knowing anything at all, and you're stuck in this apartment building where you just signed a 12-month lease and the train comes every 35, 40 minutes. And that train is probably like wherever your backyard is right now that you could look at it. That sucker was loud and it shook. <laughs> Needless to say, I was glad enough to pay the out right there. And I think I lasted there like three weeks. I think I was in that building for like three weeks. And then I just boned up. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm a single guy in Nashville. I might as well just make it worth it. It's fine by me. At Shander Show on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Shander Show. Now, I, I know Jake played this 
just because of Ron and, and you guys playing it earlier. But I thought it was pretty funny when I saw it populate around social media last night. Terry Stotts, the Blazers head coach, clearly not happy, and rightfully so, with the results last night from the Blazers-Lakers game where L.A. came out, Anthony Davis really came out, and dominated. C.J. had a rough night, 13 points. Dame, talk about an off night for Dame. Now we know the finger and the hand can be an issue, but not a great night for Damian Lillard. In fact, if you really make the argument about when Anthony Davis came out, the guy probably would have had 50. If this were a close game, Anthony Davis would have had at least 40, if not 50 points. And I think that was just painfully obvious to Portland. But before we even hear this Terry Stotts thing, LeBron had, I think, one, if not his least productive scoring playoff game, maybe ever or like in a long time. He only had 10 points. He still was an impact. I mean, defensively, he'll always be impactful on the floor. And even if he drops 10 points, now granted, he played a lot of minutes with Anthony Davis, so anybody playing minutes with Anthony Davis is going to have a plus. The, the starters, this was a starter game. This was five guys on L.A. just being flat out better than five guys in Portland. It didn't matter. It did not matter who came off the bench. It did not matter who was doing anything other than the starting five. And to be fair, because Danny Green is never going to make a shot again, which is okay. They don't really need him to at the moment. But it was really one guy. I mean, Anthony Davis pretty much single-handedly beat up on that front court in Portland, and there was just no answer. Zach Collins continues to miss time, so it's really just Whiteside off the bench and Nurkic to start. But that's a pretty big statement from LeBron James, who I don't even think meant to make that statement. Clearly, he did not go into the game thinking, all right, guys, I'm going to go over three from three. I'm going to miss seven shots on the floor, only get to the line twice. But don't worry, you know, I'll turn the ball over six times. Don't worry, don't worry. I'll, I'll only score ten points, but don't worry. We got this. I mean, if you got that line this morning without knowing what that score was, there is no way you would come to the conclusion that it was a 111-88 blowout. Even if I told you that only three other starters scored in double figures, LeBron James didn't need to do anything. Think about it. The Bucks needed Chris Middleton to come back. The Bucks needed. Now, they blew out Orlando, and it was laughable because Vucevic was the only guy that really did much. But they needed a couple of guys to really come back and score, and they didn't get it because Giannis and Lopez were, were there, and they were able to extend their lead so much that there wasn't much pressure on Chris Middleton or Eric Bledsoe, for that matter. Because once you're up by so much, you could just have Dante DiVincenzo and uh, what Pat Connaughton come in there and take over. And Orlando had no answer for that. So there was no real pressure put on any other teammates. Because this is the difference. Again, it's not by design. It's not on purpose. It's not like LeBron was playing mind games with his team. Maybe he was. You know, to be honest with you, maybe he was. And I don't say this as a negative. I say this as LeBron has been in this game and played at such a high level to the point in which he does have the ability. He does actually have the leeway. If, if this was a message that was sent to his teammates. That's not the typical, hey, guys, you know, you guys need to step up. You guys need to play better. You guys need to do this. You, you, you need to do all this. Standing up in the middle of the locker room, chastising people for not playing better. 
the easiest way around that is to take the pressure off of you and put it on other people by not saying but doing. And Giannis let guys off the hook. Chris Middleton was just taken off the hook yesterday. He didn't need to do anything. He continued to actually struggle from the floor. Brooke Lopez is going to get shots because they were going back and forth. They were trying to have this battle of the big men there and doing their best to kind of keep Vooch working and active on the defensive side, which I understand. But it's almost as if if you're going to win a game after losing game one, the way in which both number one seeds did, the best way to come back, the best way to actually win would be to do it in the way the Lakers did would be to do it in the way in which LeBron James kind of has his hands up and says, hey, guys, you know, I look, it's not my night. Sorry. Yeah, it's still round one. Don't worry. Don't worry. People let people talk. Let the media talk. Let people ask questions. It's just it's not my night, man. I'm sorry. Somebody else is going to have to do something. And, yeah, Anthony Davis, credit to him. He took the reins and ran with it. And other guys stepped up at times, too. But I think it was more so – to get Anthony Davis back into this field, back into this mode of, okay, I can dominate. I should dominate. Forget I can. Forget I believe in myself. I should be out there dominating competition. Because Anthony Davis might be, maybe next to Hall of Fame Wade for like the first two years in which LeBron moved down to Miami. Outside of that, it's definitely better than what Kyrie was, and it's no knock on Kyrie. It's just a reality here. But Anthony Davis, at his best, could be the 1 or 1A best teammate that LeBron has ever sidled up with. That clearly, if you and I can recognize this, then clearly LeBron James has recognized this. But Anthony Davis doesn't have a championship like Wade did with Shaq ahead of time. And LeBron now, like he did before, LeBron can't rely on Anthony Davis yet like he was able to with Dwayne Wade in a bad game or even a tough stretch in a series. All right, it's yeah, look, I'm playing defense and I'm making an impact, but I don't have it today. Somebody else is going to step up. And then you look over and you see Dwayne Wade and you feel, it's like that Denzel gif when you see somebody trending and you know now that they're not dead. And you just sit there like, thank goodness. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show, 800-224-2004, all means to connect with the program. All right, when we come back, we'll let you hear this. We'll wrap the hour with Terry Stotts, who was not happy with the question. Stotts went pop last night. We'll explain as we wrap the hour on SportsMap Radio. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Terry, what was Dane doing on the floor with two minutes to go in the third quarter down by 30? Uh, he's playing basketball. Good question, Dwight. <laughs> How many times do you think that was said in the office? Good question, Dwight. That's the first thing I thought of. Was they let Dwight from the office in that press conference? Now, it's not a terrible question. And I I do feel like Dwight deserves a little defense here. 
It's not a terrible pop gets asked some really good questions at times and doesn't have any time for it and plays into this whole personality and everybody loves pop. So he gets away with it. And, oh, do you hear what he said to Doris in this one word answer during the whole halftime interview as he was heading to the locker room? But that wasn't, I think, even and to be fair, pop gets a share of dumb questions, too. I don't think that was a great question. I don't think that was a dumb question. I think that was somewhere in the middle. Here's the thing. I think it was answerable. I definitely think it was answerable. I think Terry Stotts was so frustrated with his team's performance and probably found out that Damian Lillard's hand is a little messed up. And at that point, probably didn't want to open himself up to any type of further criticism outside of, hey, you were the coach of the losing effort and your backcourt was atrocious. But it does a little. Now, here's the thing. If he's hurt, and I doubt that the team knew at the time, but if he's hurt and now in retro, you look back at it and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. What was that guy doing out there down 30 in the third with a banged up finger and hand? If he had got that part out, then I do think that there was warranting a an answer that wasn't just shut up, Dwight. <laughs> it, it, it felt very office-like. Shut up, Dwight. Just shutting him down like that. I don't know. Does Stotts have that credibility? Does Stotts have? He's not pop. I know that. Nobody is right now in the NBA, to be fair, but... Look, Brett Brown ain't getting away doing that here in, in Philadelphia. Is Brad Stevens getting away doing that stuff up in Boston? Probably not, right? You think Tom Thibodeau is going to get away with that in New York? Uh-uh. Not many coaches, I think, can get away with something like that. I don't think I don't think Terry Stotts has that uh, cachet, man. Second hour coming up. We'll talk some hockey, fake news. We are jammed on the second level. It's Sports Map Radio. This is a Gao Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You've got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. The second level. On the SportsMap Radio Network. A show where we go beyond the box scores. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. I honestly completely 100% forgot that there was an NBA lottery last night. And then when I was reminded, I did absolutely nothing to find out what happened. That has to be the least. I am more concerned right now about why I can't watch members of the PGA who are out on tour right now participating in the Northern Trust than I am about who's going to win the draft lottery. I guess the Wolves won it and, and the Warriors came in too, but you talk about one of the most anticlimactic things that the NBA has had in a long time. It was the draft lottery. It wasn't even on timelines or anything. Normally you get inundated with stuff, right? Normally you see a bunch of things all over a trend or what have you, and maybe it trended, but it was probably the same amount of time that it took for trains to go by that place that I looked at in Nashville because I blinked and missed it. And I have zero interest in anybody who didn't make the bubble. Sorry, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but outside of your own city and maybe even in your own market, nobody gives a damn about your team that didn't make the bubble. Sorry, especially a team that finished eighth or ninth in the draft lottery. Who in their right mind sat and watched that? Do you not have anything else going on? 
Do you not have anything at all to watch? I mean, forget sports. Think about what else was on television that you sought out online, I'm sure, because I doubt that thing was even on TV, that you sought out somewhere to look at it, somewhere at all to, to find that and sit there and think, all right, you know, this, this is it. This is what I waited for on a Thursday evening was to sit down in front of my television. I've got my meal of the day. I've got my favorite drink. And I am going to consume over the next 30 minutes the NBA draft lottery. Sorry. Missed it. Slept through it. Nothing more, though, than that. Jeez. You know, let me get this frog out. We'll come back. Fake news at 1225. Damian Lillard leaving the thirds. Got a lot of people upset. We'll talk some hockey at 12.40 Eastern time with a familiar face who's joined us before. Get into some pop. You're listening to The Second Level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. So one thing to look at, as I still am just baffled that the PGA has made an MLB-type decision here. Major League Baseball, by the way, went one day. They went one day having every single team play. Ever since the Miami Marlins derailed this season after three games, they had an incident every single day. We brought this up, I think, last week or maybe 10 days ago. I don't know. They, they run together, I know. And we appreciate your time and being here with us as these days do run together. But we brought that up, how I should have behind me on the screen here that sign that says, you know, zero days without incident. You'll see it at the warehouses, right, where there's that big sign that says zero. It's really like an underline where you can fill in the number. 196 days without incident. All right, everybody, great job today. 197 tomorrow. Foreman yells at everybody, go home, get some rest. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll shoot for 197. You know, the plant out in Harrisburg, PA, they've got a record of 396 straight days. So let's just keep ramping it up. We can get there, team. We can hit that mark. MLB went one day. One day. And in that one day, the Pirates president tested positive for COVID. This has been a disaster because Major League Baseball has no real plan to fix teams missing games outside of just jamming into a doubleheader. Seven-inning doubleheader. Product is hurt. Mets at Yankees, August 22nd, August 23rd, also postponed in order to allow for additional testing and contact tracing. This is absurd. And it's not just, look, nobody cares about the Mets. Let's just be honest, right? Nobody cares about the Mets. It's people that are in New York and really in small parts of New York City. Corona, Queens. I mean, look, my whole family is from Jamaica, Queens. So I can tell you this with authority, that there are plenty of Yankee fans in Queens. It's not just because, well, the Mets play in Queens. Media bias actually does exist. I'm not a huge fan of that term because I think it's overblown a lot. But there are two teams, and it just so happens to be Asman's team, so it's no knock on Jay. I don't want anybody thinking like, oh, you know, he's suddenly ripping these teams because they didn't do Tony Jake or Aton today. So maybe. The Jets and the Mets 
are only liked by New Yorkers and specifically patches of New York. Yeah, they'll bleed into Jersey every now and again. They'll bleed into Southern Connecticut every now and again. But people talking about these teams on the national stage are from that area. And again, I mean like reporters, and I mean like, you know, the, the TV, like the producers, the TV producers that work for Fox and ESPN and whatever the Peacock perversion is now. 95% of them are from New York City. That's why not many people in that production element are outside of that area. Bristol, Connecticut, where do you think they're pulling people from? It used to be a lot in Boston. But so many people are coming from New York City. So they bring their allegiances, and then they bring their biases there. Yankees, you can't argue with it. Yankees are a national team. It's the one thing baseball has going for it, which is no matter where you are, you'll find a Yankee fan. Can't argue that. Yeah, it's fair weather, but still, they've got a ton of popularity. Giants in the, in the NFL, same thing. They had years of success. They had players that related to people outside of that area, from LT to beyond. I mean, even Eli Manning. Not being from that area, connecting with that area, winning two Super Bowls, and having a huge fandom in the South follow along. Giants have always been a little lesser, of course, than the Yankees. The Yankees missing games is a problem. That's the issue. I don't care about the Mets. I'm saying as far as the Yankees are concerned. This is why baseball is basically just flying blind. Because at any given moment... The true popular teams, the teams that truly garner the information and attention from everybody, you might miss a series. And at that point, ratings are going to dip. At that point, you'll see it. I mean, we're past the whole attendance thing. They're dealing with that on their own. But to not have your most popular team playing as a result of COVID is a souring taste. It's one thing if... A rainout happens. We're used to a rainout. Ah, Mets, Yankees, sorry, Subway Series got rained out. They'll push it on later on the schedule or make up for it on a day-night doubleheader. But when you have a series that has been derailed now because of COVID, it looks worse. And then you can't rely on, well, it was Baltimore and Miami, so who the heck cares? Uh Uh-uh. You've got a big fan base now all over this country that could have tuned in, but they won't. And you'll try and jam these games in, and you'll force these guys, because it's only a 60-game schedule at max anyway, you'll try and jam these games in, these twin doubleheaders, seven-inning games, and it's not going to look as pretty as you think. It really won't. It's not going to look as great as, as you thought. In fact, it's probably going to look awful. Now, I have the tee times here in front of me. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show, 800-224-2004. It is the second level on Sports Map Radio. We'll get to fake news in seven minutes. Also, we'll chat a little puck coming up at the bottom of this hour, 1240 Eastern time. But what I will say is, as Dennis Bernstein will be back at Dennis TFP, it doesn't look like the PGA made a very smart decision today. And I don't know, maybe it's... I imagine it's them and their network partner, right? But the Golf Channel will not air this second round, which is in progress. In fact, I have it here. The last tee time today is 1.39 p.m. Eastern. And if you think, well, Tiger and all these guys are going to take... Tiger's teeing off at 1.17 p.m. Eastern. You're not going to be able to watch coverage 
until 3 o'clock Eastern time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, an hour and 20 minutes past the last tee time. You're going to miss a lot of Bryson is through 13 right now. Bryson, a guy that took the entire PGA Tour by storm and was constantly discussed and being talked about beyond just golf heads. This is a total lack of self-awareness right now by the PGA and the broadcast partner to delay this. And I don't care if it's on some pay-per-view app that you have to pay five bucks for. It's a disgrace that it's not on regular television. You think the NBA is doing that? You think the NHL is doing that? You think the MLS is doing that? You think you have to watch the first half of the Raptors-Nets game on ESPN3 before it turns into a general event that everybody can watch? They're trying to squeeze money out, and it looks like a sport that is begging. It does. It looks like a sport that is out of money and begging, and we know that's not the case. This is a total departure from all of the momentum that they had. And now, even with Tiger Woods back and actually playing okay, they still have neglected. They had a star in the making with Bryson. Phil Mickelson finished. Phil Mickelson. Look, I don't care that he's even overall. He was three under for the day. That would have been pretty cool to watch. I guess Phil Mickelson is no longer a draw. I guess Bryson DeChambeau is no longer a draw. If you can't sell John Rahm, who's already won, amidst a little controversy, but still has already won, you can't sell Bryson, you can't sell these guys, so what? So you just wait? And then you're catching nearly half of Tiger's round at that point. This is what you would do if Tiger were teeing off at 3 o'clock or 250 or something like that. This is the old golf mentality. They clearly have not evolved. And it's a shame because they were right there. They were right there on the cusp of actually making something happen and being at the forefront. And instead, you're stuck watching reruns of Worst Take and the Women's Tournament. And I'm not going full Mike Milbury on you. This is fine. You can watch as much LPGA as, as possible. I watch a lot of it because it's the closest I can look at what they're doing to try to mirror and match that. But come on. What are you thinking Having guys out there, popular names. Forget Tiger. Forget if Tiger were even playing today, but we know he is. So you do have to add that factor in. Total ball drop by golf and the golf channel to have us wait. Dustin Johnson, four under. 12.44 Eastern time. You're going to have to wait until 3 o'clock. And then even then, it's one coverage. It's, It's one channel. It's it. So even still, you're going to be sandwiched in. If you're anybody not named Tiger, you're going to be sandwiched into the tournament. And you earlier today, this is what Bryson did on 13. How about we just get a chance to watch it? How can you simultaneously sell us as the PGA and the broadcast partner alongside it? Sell us that there is something new and exciting and marketable about the tour that doesn't need Tiger Woods and then start at 3 o'clock Eastern on a Friday. Well, you know, Shander, people are working and it's really hard right now to get out of work and watch golf at 1 o'clock or 1130 in the morning. So it's easier for the Golf Channel to just run infomercials and then the LPGA until people are out of work. The NBA is running games at 1.30. The NHL was running playoff games 
at noon Eastern time. We were on for our second hour with hockey. These are two sports that are blowing the golf game out of the water right now. Even a little dip in the NBA ratings. And it's still right there because they recognize there are a lot of people are home right now. Working from home or simply home right now. It's also a Friday afternoon in the middle of the summer. So even if there wasn't COVID right now, you would still be making an excuse to not do work at 1 o'clock Eastern. Awful. Awful decision by golf, and they're just trying to squeeze an extra five bucks out of you. Well, you know, if they really want to watch, they'll jump on that NBC, I don't know, it's probably some Peacock thing plus or whatever the heck it is. Golf Channel Plus or something. Yeah, if they really want to watch Tiger, they'll pony up. Really? That's how you treat people who have been loyal to your sport this season when for a while it felt like you were the best thing in town. It really did. Before the NBA truly was back and the NHL even dropped the puck, we had this and baseball. And baseball was a disaster. So it is frustrating to watch this play out. It really is when we have been on this and talking about this sport and giving you live updates and having the ability to merge it into our program on Thursday and Friday as we see things play out and the arrival of Bryson and big body Bryson and what Colin Morikawa was able to do, all of these different things that did not require. It's always a plus, and it's always great, and it's a humongous benefit to have Tiger Woods in a tournament, especially from this angle, marketing and selling and being on television. I totally recognize the difference of a Tiger Tour or a Tiger Less Tour. But golf, it felt like, was going in this direction of Tiger's a bonus. Anytime we have Tiger, that's just a bonus. That's like extra toppings. You know, you have the best ice cream out there without any toppings. Now, I don't know if you would consider cookies and cream ice cream without toppings or if the cookies are considered toppings even though they're mixed in. Right now we're splitting hairs here. But it's essentially like whatever the ice cream is that already has the mix-ins in there, And it's an amazing flavor of ice cream. It's the best flavor and the best quality of ice cream. That's how they were selling it. So that if you got Tiger in a tournament, it was like, okay, just add whatever toppings you want. It's on the house. So, sure, I would much rather see Tiger play well and follow along with Tiger. But even then, we're not going to get nearly half of that. Absurd. Major ball drop. Now, I don't mind watching the wrist action and footwork of the LPGA. But... Not when we have a FedEx tournament event going on as well. Fake news next with Rod Culver. It's the second level on Sports Map Radio. So, can I ask you a question? Fake news with Ron. With all the fake news out there, don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver. I'm betting today. Yesterday, you got it right. So I, I, you, you knocked me off my game, and I, I, I think that kind of rattled me a little bit because I think today's going to be way too easy. Well, you just want to get out of here. I, I think that's it. Yeah, it's the weekend, right? Well, Matt's doing basically your job today. Right? Today, Well, you know, I've been doing other things. <laughs> I've been doing other things. I've been keeping myself busy. I mean, we could do Tony, Jake, or Aton if you, if you would rather do that. It's up to you, man. I don't no, care. No, hey, why, why waste a good fake news segment when you have it all prepped and ready to go? I'm just saying it's probably going to be easy. Okay. I'm with you. Okay. 
All right, fake story number one. This is Dateline, Sioux Falls, Iowa. You've been there? I have not been to Sioux Falls, Iowa. Well, if you go there now, you'll see a bunch of people. They're mourning the loss of an urban corn stalk after someone ripped it out of the ground. Wait a second. It what? was looked upon as a beacon of hope during What's the pandemic. What's urban corn stalk? A, st- no, a stalk ur- corn? Corn stalk that was growing in the middle of the city, just out of the ground, out of the concrete. A corn so, stalk okay. grew. They okay. called it Cornelia. Really? And I'm not making these are all. I know these jokes Who puts sound corny. A name behind that. And I know these jokes sound corny, but that's this, this is no, all real. That that was terrible. I caught that. Did that go too far? <laughs> oh my goodness! So you're saying the colonel caught me, huh? No. Uh, yeah, I think he got caught on that one, too. You, are you going to push as many corn puns as possible? I was trying to, but I think I've uh, I've uh, ran out. But no, there was a corn stalk that grew up out of the ground, out of the concrete. Uh, somebody came by and ripped it out, and the city of Sioux Falls is now mourning the loss of Cornelia. Wow. Do you know anybody named Cornelius or Cornelia? No. The only time I've ever heard uh, Cornelius, I mean, besides history books from the, you know, reading about people from the 1800s was uh, the movie Meet the Robinsons. Disney cartoon. Oh, okay. Okay. And I know you haven't seen it. No, I have (laughs) not. You will eventually someday, but you haven't seen it. You're going to have a whole world open up to you when you have a kid. Okay. All right, story number two. I can't wait, by the way, for that because I, I don't even know what to expect. My world's already changed. Living with somebody now married to that person, I can't imagine what happens when we bring another person into this world. Yeah, just Jeez. get just get as much golf in now as you can. Trust me, brother. <laughs> it's happening this morning and again today. Uh, story number two: In an attempt to compete with Disney's Marvel Universe, uh, Warner Brothers DC uh, Universe, which has really been struggling. They are going to attempt to do a few origin stories, kind of like how Marvel did with yeah, you know, Captain yeah. America. Jeez. So even, they're not doing a Superman story. They'll be doing like a Flash story or, or right. a Wonder Woman story. But they're going to be infusing old footage of Christopher Reeve's Superman. This is like having Michael Keaton reprise his role as Batman for this too, right? Right. And Ben Affleck as well? Yes. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I actually have a little bit of experience with comic books before of course they became movies as a kid i collected comic books and it was baseball car you know like sports cars and comic books and i gotta be honest with you everybody had like hundreds of episodes where maybe you would battle the same villain every fifth or sixth book but there were so many stories there were so many different storylines for Spider-Man and Superman and Batman and Aquaman. I know I'm crossing between Marvel and X-Men and yeah, DC. Yeah, just, just Spider-Man was the only one. You, everyone else was a DC. No, X-Men was Marvel. Well you, well, you just said X-Men at the very end when I started talking. Well, yeah, exactly, because you didn't let me finish my thought. I never do. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying is, why do they have to go back and continue to rehash the same stuff or create these origin stories. I think stories. what it is, no, I think what it is is that they're trying to, they're going back to grab footage to hopefully have appeal for people to go and see it. Because for whatever reason, Disney has Marvel figured out. They've had a lot of success. Uh, Warner Brothers and DC have not no. have not figured it out yet. No, because they're idiots. They were great with um, uh, Christian Bale as Batman. 
Right. But all the other ones have, well, Wonder Woman's not too bad. Gal, Gal Gadot's kind of fun as, as Wonder Woman. Um, I'm not disappointed in that selection. Right. They got that one. Story number three. Russia has uh, perhaps watched too many spy films. One of Putin's staunchest critics has been poisoned yeah. into a coma. I did see this story. It's, it is. It, it, that one, it just seems. Okay, so now you got you have a 50-50 chance. But let's talk about Putin real quick. He's He's got to be the one behind this, right? Well, that, that's the immediate conclusion, is it not? I doubt that Putin has some fanatic out there like, I love Putin so much that I'm going to go poison his competition. Well, it's not only that, but it's just, you know, remember we talked, I think we talked about it early on, too, where uh, some of the um, guys who wanted to give out the real numbers of their coronavirus cases mysteriously fell out of windows. Did we talk about that? Or oh, that Tony yes, and I? yes, yes. No, we I, did I talk think about we talked about that, no, too, but right? Every time somebody either runs against Putin or is outspoken against Putin, that person either disappears or is poisoned. Something and, happens. Yes, something happens. You know, I There's mean, a it's, kidnapping it's, and then a ransom is paid. An like accident. It's, like, you know, people just randomly, three doctors falling out of windows. That right. happens. Right. Yeah, like the same guy who tried to alert us all from Wuhan about COVID just mysteriously disappeared. disappeared. Yeah. Yep. No one knows. No, nobody knows. Right. Look, I'm sure it's happening here as well, but yeah, not to that level. I don't know. Not well, yet. No, no, well, it does happen here. Give it until here. December. <laughs> no, it does happen here at that level. Epstein. Well, no, I'm saying, though, as far as the level of. Like, not the level of severity, but, like, the consistency, I guess. The, right, the my, consistency, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, maybe right. maybe you're right. Maybe wait till December. Yeah, that, you just watch poor Uncle Joe. <laughs> all right. What, is that all three? That's all three. Well, well that, I, I, you, have, you have a 50-50 chance today. So it's a good Friday. Come it is on a good now. Friday. You got this. Hmm. Urban corn yeah, stock. Yeah, the corn I'm good. Or... Christopher Reeves, Superman. I'm going to say number one is fake because they'll put anybody back in these Marvel or these comic book movies now. God, you know what? I, I thought for sure you were going to get it today. As of right now, there is no plans for Christopher Reeves, Superman oh, to appear in the films. Seriously? But I guarantee you it's going to happen. Well, if it does, can we go back to today and change it? Yes. And, and then, just we'll void then, today. Then all three of them will be true stories. <laughs> exactly right. So Cornelius is fake, huh? No, Cornelia is real. Oh, that's right. I got it wrong. Yeah. I got it wrong. The urban cornstalk. Sioux Falls really cried over corn. The urban cornstalk is unbelievable. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. All right, we have a gigantic game tonight here in Philadelphia that we're all watching, but two big games on the schedule tonight. Flyers and Montreal, and then later it's St. Louis and Vancouver, but this has just been an amazing game start to the NHL playoffs where two teams tonight can close out in game sixes. So it is our pleasure to welcome back to the program Dennis Bernstein at Dennis TFP, senior writer for all things the fourth period. That's what TFP stands for, at TFP. 
the Professional Hockey Writers Association, Sirius XM NHL, Kings of the Pod is the podcast, and of course the NHL Network everywhere when it comes to this game. Dennis, we thank you for your time. Hopefully all is well, first and foremost, with you and yours, sir. Absolutely, Aton. Yeah, couldn't be better. Uh, we're in the midst of Stanley Cup playoff hockey. And what a way to close the night last night. Seven consecutive goals by the Stars. First time in history a team's been down three and, and won by four. Just, it's been fantastic. Everybody's safe and happy and uh, couldn't be more ready for two big games tonight, two closeout games. What was your, let's start, though, before we even touch on tonight. We, we did see two uh, closeouts last night, and I guess we should start with the game you mentioned, the later game, where Dallas just erupts. And now all of a sudden it looks like they have a ton, despite who it may be, they have a ton of momentum heading into the next round, mainly just the way in which they close that game out, Dennis. Yeah, absolutely. And a team that, what are they renowned for, Aton? Their defense. Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've scored a lot of goals in this series. Joe Pavelli and Gurianov had four last night. Um, but they're going to have to raise their level again. They're going to have to get back to the way they usually play, Aton, and then the fact that Ben Bishop is in the net, I think the next round is going to be a huge challenge for them. But, look, they, they found a way. They jumped on it. And I think that the MVP for Dallas this night was, of all people, Milan Lucic for taking the two dumb penalties and getting them, letting them get back in the game. But a massive, great, an unexpected way to win. If you, if you told me Dallas was going to win the series 4-2, I'd say, okay, game six, they win 2-1, 3-2 off some really solid defense and goaltending. But this is a team that, you know, starting to feel it. I think they've been underrated all the way through because of the way they play. But remember, this team last season, Aton, they were one goal away from beating the eventual champions, um, uh, in Dallas. I mean, they, they lost by one goal in overtime. They had game six at home, didn't do it. So this can be a dangerous team. I just look at Vegas and Colorado, and I'm thinking um, they're just not as good as this team. They're going to have to be just a lot more. They're just going to have to be better across the board to beat a team like that because Calgary, you could see what they were without Matthew Kachuk. You could see him freaking out if you watched the game last night um, in one of the suites last night watching this team, you know, full, you know, give up those seven consecutive goals. So it'll be a bigger challenge, but an exciting game, a historical game with respect to the level of comeback in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Absolutely, and it was awesome to see that by all means. Now, earlier, I'll just ask you a very simple question on the level of – disappointment and shock from zero to I'm numb. I didn't even feel anything to 10, which is wow. With like all caps and seven exclamation points. How, where are you on that spectrum of the caps losing in the first round? Yeah. um, Look, it's one thing to lose. And it's one thing to put up a non-effort like they did last night, right. which is what they did. Right? right. That was a non-effort. And now I look now one one mitigating circumstance, Aton, is that you know when you go from Nick Backstrom, a healthy Nick Backstrom, to Lars Eller on the second line, that's a huge step down, and that yeah. that was one of the deciding factors in the. But I got to look at the coach now, right? I mean, last year they lost in Game Seven on the Carolina. This effort against the Islanders. Um, you saw that frosty handshake between, you know, Barry Trotz and and, and Reardon, Tom, Tom Reardon after the end of the game. I think you got to look at the coach here. I don't think that the team is responding in the postseason. Um, they're still a very talented team. Braden Holpe's probably going to leave unless he wants to take a one-year deal. So I think there's a lot of problems here. Remember, they were, what, 2-5-1 and one overall in the postseason. And, again, maybe this is the argument for an older team that really wasn't engaged. But now 
I question the connection between coach and team at this point in time, given that that was a you know that was a do or die game for them, and they definitely died. Yeah, that that's a great point, and and that's kind of where it was leading to, which is what happens now for Washington. But let's look at the Islanders. I mean, they get the win, they earned it, they yeah. deserve it now. Is this going to be a team that's dangerous, or did they simply take advantage of some issues on Washington? Well, here's the thing, and since you're a Philly guy, we'll talk about Philly for a Absolutely. second. <laughs> the way Philly's playing right now, Aton, if it's Islanders-Philly next round, the Islanders playing in the conference final right now. So, look, wow. they're doing everything Dan. Yeah, I, 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 I just – Philly's got a lot of questions to answer. But with respect to the Islanders, they give me everything they got. They, they are so – United here. Remember, like, even off the ice, remember that they had that ping-pong tournament? They're having fun. They're not complaining about families not being or anything. They're having fun. They've really bonded, I think, of any team that's remaining. They've really bonded here. They're having fun. People didn't really expect them. They were under the radar. I mean, they got a kind of a bye plan Florida in the first round, but this is a convincing win. They're getting the goaltending from Varlov. They're getting opportunities to goal scoring. Um, they actually scored a power play goal last night, which is good to see. And a kid like Bovillier standing up for them. So, could they go on the next round and get to a conference final? Absolutely. At this point, they can because this team listens. They love the coach. They listen to the system. It's not the most exciting. But here's the thing, Anton. This is the one team that benefits by having no fans in the stands. Because right? oh. nobody's moaning and complaining about yeah. their style. Right? When they when shut people down in the neutral zone, nobody's complaining about it. There's no grumbling in the stands. So they're benefiting from that as well. They're playing excellent hockey. They're smart. They don't beat themselves. And, you know, we talk about all the great defensive pairings in the league. But you know, Adam Pellock and, and Ron Pulak don't get enough credit ever. Like, these two guys are an exceptional top-pair defensive pairing, and that's part of the reason why. But they're clicking on all cylinders. So could they go to a conference final? Absolutely. They are a dangerous team right now the way they're playing. All right, so I am curious, Dennis, when you reference just the, the team that would benefit the most without having fans, we've seen it so far in the NBA where not having to travel and home court advantage being gone has actually evened up a lot of teams, especially right. with L.A. and Portland. Is there been anything jumping out noticeable about the change of not having home ice advantage that you've seen that's impacted this game, either positive or negative? Not really. I can't see it. I think, again, like you said, it evens the playing surface. I don't think playing fields, they're playing ice. I don't think so. I think you're going to get the best team is going to win here because everything is kind of level. It's, I don't think – and in, in hockey, by, anyway, hey, remember, let's go back to last season, you know, game seven in Boston, the Blues won. So right. is it an overriding home ice advantage for any of these teams? I think once you get to this level, of time, I don't think it is. I think it might help a bad team that's trying to come forward or stuff like that. I think maybe, you know, with respect to Montreal, had they split the first two games and gone back to Bell Center for games three and four, could they have won both maybe with the fans going crazy there? Possibly. But I, I think it's – of all the complaining that's been done, Aton, there's been a ton of complaining about all the negative Nellies. I think this is the most fair way you could adjudicate a Stanley Cup playoff um, uh, series. So I don't see I don't see any team getting one advantage over the other. I just think it's just a really um, even way to, to have these games played. Dennis Bernstein at Dennis TFP NHL Insider joining us. Aton Shander, Sports Map Radio. All right, before we get to the big game, and you know that's the one selfishly I want to spend some time on with you, let's fast forward to tonight, and we're in a similar situation, right, where the Canucks coming in and the higher-seeded Blues are on, uh, backs to the wall right now. Yeah. If in, How do you see this game? Let's start there, Dennis. How do you see this game playing out tonight? And if, in fact, St. Louis is able to tie it, how do you see the series play out? Well, I would go back to Bennington. 
that's what I would do. I mean, Jake Allen, you got to he saved the series a little bit, got a couple of wins for you. But I would go back to Bennington because now Bennington's been on the bench. He's had time to think about it. He's probably uber motivated. Like that's the guy I would go to in, a, in, a, in an elimination game at this point. But I will say this: when you look at what St. Louis did last year, hey, Tom, and you look at the teams they beat, they beat Dallas, they beat Winnipeg, they beat San Jose and Boston. They never played a team like Vancouver, who was young, had a lot of speed, really skilled team. The teams that I mentioned were good, solid teams defensively. They were older teams and not really the, the, what they, that Vancouver offers. So this is a dangerous game for St. Louis. And when you look at the records in the bubble, Vancouver's 6-3, and three, St. Louis is 2-5-1. and one. Who's the better team? Vancouver's been. And here's the thing. When that game is 3-1 to one in Game 5, Right, you think the game's over because Ryan O'Reilly's playing great. He's been that monster he was in Game Four. Like this is the team they're going to lock it down. They're going to win five-one. And Vancouver said we have other ideas. This is a game that is a real toss-up. St. Louis is going to give their all. St. Louis, they're not going to be like Washington. They're not going to put up an effort like Washington will. Right, this is going to be Vancouver's going to still have to earn this series. This is not a team that's going to quit on Craig Berube. But this is a very difficult win for them because of, of game five. I, I just think when I, that was a stunning comeback, Vancouver. You would think, okay, Vancouver's playing with house money. You know, they're not really expected to win here. The champs are challenging them. It's going to be you know, going to it. And they turned it right around because of guys like J.T. Miller, because of like uh, uh, Pedersen, and, of course, because of the goalie. Jacob Marster had some incredible saves, turned the game around, kept them in the game. This is a danger. I can't even make a pick, to be honest with you, because wow. I know what St. Louis is playing for, but Vancouver is, 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 playing, is playing really good, and they've got to be confident coming off of Game 5. So I think it's going to come down to the goaltending. I think if Markstrom puts up another performance like he did in Game 5, they're going to win in, in which is kind of astounding going in because you would think that the Blues, you know, they need a little bit of runway coming out of the uh, the round robin round, which really didn't benefit anybody. But again, if Markson's going to play didn't game five, I, I think there's a path to victory in Vancouver to go on to the next round. You mentioned goaltending. The last time Carter Hart got beat up by Montreal, all he did, Dennis, was shut them out two games in a row. Right. Now you come into game six, and to be fair, Hart was putrid, and the defense for the first time really this series, even in that 5-0 shelling, they played worse the other game than they did when they got beat 5-0. Yeah. I, I would love to think that when the Philadelphia Flyers are at their best, especially with their goaltender, that they are probably the toughest and one of the toughest teams to beat, but I just don't know what Flyers team I'm getting tonight against the Canadians. Well, you can talk about defense and goaltending all, all you want, but when your five top scorers this season, goal scorers, haven't scored a goal the entire postseason, that's the problem with this team. Where's Couturier? I know people, I love him. I voted for Selkie. Like, he's been a non factor five on five, right? All the connecting, I know he's been yeah, hurt, but, yeah. but if you get the five, it's not a goal. I mean, really? It's, it's, I think what happened was these guys read that they were the it team and they were a hot team and they're under the radar and you look at the other big boys in the in the east and they're supposed to win and flyers are up the coming team and and they relaxed i really think they relaxed and I, i'm shocked at the level of play I, I think because i'll be honest with you i credit montreal they've been tough they've been brutal they've been physical carry president but they're still a 12 seed and i know they did pittsburgh but you, you shouldn't be able to compare the flyers to pittsburgh at this point in time the flyers were Better had better depth, had been coached better, have a better goaltender, and, and to, to struggle like they have has been stunning to me. To be honest with you, I thought this would be a five game, maybe six for the carry by series. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm sorry. I just wanted to jump in. Is, is this the game in which we truly see the impact of Elaine Vigneault? 
uh, I guess you know he's done that gamesmanship with respect to saying that you know if Gallagher was taller, then maybe you know I mean he wouldn't have got to hit on the base, and then with the they got a bunch of five footers on that team though. To be fair, come on, they do, they do. um, Yeah. But, you know, to be honest with you, Montreal's done a great job adhering to what they do best. It's playing good defense, clogging up the, the neutral zone. They've done that. They've got some opportunistic goaltending. Um, I don't think it comes down to coaching, to be honest with you. I think it comes down to execution. The Flyers just have to execute better offensively. Like, this is just, to me, if I'm a fan there, I'm not, I, I, I'm, it's not acceptable. It's like this, this team should be able to beat Montreal 4-1. Now, I'm interested to see what happens with Nick Suzuki and Carter Hart. Maybe if, you know, the Flyers win, Tonight in the handshake line, maybe Carter Hart pats Suzuki on the head when they go through the line. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. But I, this is this is a very intriguing series because it was a team that you thought that some were picking to go to a Cup final, and they've had such struggles offensively. I know the Canadians have been a better team than they were in the regular season. This is really intriguing. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't be shocked if it goes to seven. Oh my goodness! At that point, who do you take <laughs> goaltender wise? All things are equal, defense. Offense, who do you take, Price or Hart in Game 7? Well, i got to take Price, but it's not just in a vacuum, though. It's the pound for pound. There's no question who the better roster is. It's just that maybe rallying around Claude Julian's absence, maybe it's that nobody, everybody's disrespected him from day one. They're saying they shouldn't be in the playoffs. I think it's a coin flip at that point in time. So I think that, yeah, okay. I would pick Carey Price going in, but I think they're a facet to the Flyers game that if they execute the way they should, they should still win the series. And I still like them to win the series, but this is not a trap game for Philly, but you don't want to go to a game seven, right, if you're Philly. You don't want to yep. just leave it to a coin toss. And if if, he stand, if Price stands on his head, they want to win in the series, and you go home very disappointed. Right, I right. think this is the game that, again, this goes back to the efforts like Calgary and Washington. You need an all-in game. from the, This should be the Flyers game seven, Aton, because like awesome. I said, you don't want to go to a game seven overall and try to beat Carey Price in a seven. Awesome, Dennis. Thank you so much. We run out of time so fast because it's so yep. entertaining. Thank you so much, Dennis. At Dennis TFP. I'll let everybody know where they can find you. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure, Nathan. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. You got it, my friend. We'll wrap the hour next. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. We recommend Boomer Naturals because the three-layer comfortable and highly breathable mask is the best out. It comes in sizes for adults, teens, and children, and they're in stock now. They'll ship to you fast. And the best reason why these are highly protective the Boomer Naturals mask has the nano-silver technology woven into the fabric. Nano-silver can block the tiny drops and particles from getting to the nose and mouth, and that's what we want right now, the best protection. You'll get it at BoomerNaturals.com. They also offer those popular nano-silver neck gaiters. Order now, BoomerNaturals.com. Use promo code SPORTS and save 20%. That's code SPORTS at BoomerNaturals.com. Get free shipping and handling when you spend at least $50. It's all online at BoomerNaturals.com. They donate one face cover for every order to nonprofits and charities, helping tens of thousands of Americans in need. All right, Ron, have a great weekend. Matt, too. Thanks to Dennis Bernstein. Matt Peralta up next, back on a Monday. Enjoy it. It's the second level on Sports Matt Radio. You'll have to wait two more hours for golf, by the way. Don't pay for it. So, can I ask you a question? Fake News with Ron. With all the fake news out there. Don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. 
Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver. I'm betting today. Yesterday, you got it right. So I, I, you, you knocked me off my game, and I, I, I think that kind of rattled me a little bit because I think today is going to be way too easy. Well, you just want to get out of here. I, I think that's it. Yeah, it's the weekend, right? Well, Matt's doing basically your job today. Right? Today, well, you know, I've been doing other things. <laughs> I've been doing other things. I've been keeping myself busy. I mean, we could do Tony, Jake, or Aton if you if you would rather do that. It's up to you, man. I don't no, care. No, hey, why why waste a good fake news segment when you have it all prepped and ready to go? I'm just saying it's probably going to be easy. Okay, I'm with you. Okay. All right, fake story number one. This is Dateline Sioux Falls, Iowa. You've been there? I have not been to Sioux Falls, Iowa. Well, if you go there now, you'll see a bunch of people. They're mourning the loss of an urban corn stalk after someone ripped it out of the ground. Wait a second. It what? was looked upon as a beacon of hope during What's the pandemic. What's urban corn stalk? A, st- no, a stalk ur- corn? corn stalk that was growing in the middle of the city, just out of the ground, out of the concrete. A corn so, stalk okay. grew. They okay. called it Cornelia. Really? And I'm not making these are all. I know these jokes Who puts sound corny. A name behind that, and I know these jokes sound corny, but that's this, this is no, all real. That that was terrible. I caught that. Did that go too far? <laughs> oh my goodness! So you're saying the colonel caught me, huh? No. Uh yeah, I think he got caught on that one too. You are you going to push as many corn puns as possible? I was trying to, but I think I've uh, I've uh, ran out. But no, there was a corn stalk that grew up out of the ground, out of the concrete. Uh, somebody came by and ripped it out, and the city of Sioux Falls is now mourning the loss of Cornelia. Wow. Do you know anybody named Cornelius or Cornelia? No. The only time I've ever heard uh, Cornelius, I mean, besides history books from the, you know, reading about people from the 1800s was uh, the movie Meet the Robinsons, cart- Disney cartoon. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. And I know you haven't seen it. No, I have <laughs> you not. You will eventually someday, but not. you haven't seen it. You gotta, you're going to have a whole world open up to you when you have a kid. Okay. All right, story number I two. Can't, I can't wait, by the way, for that because I, I don't even know what to expect. My world's already changed. Living with somebody now married to that person, I can't imagine what happens when we bring another person into this world. Yeah, just, get, just get as much golf in now as you can. Trust me, brother. (laughs) It's happening this morning and again today. Uh, Story number two. In an attempt to compete with Disney's Marvel Universe, uh, Warner Brothers DC uh, Universe, which has really been struggling, they are going to attempt to do a few origin stories, kind of like how Marvel did with Captain America. So they're not doing a Superman story. They'll be doing like a Flash story or or a Wonder Woman story, but they're going to be... Infusing old footage of Christopher Reeve's Superman. This is like having Michael Keaton reprise his role as Batman for this, too, right? Right. And Ben Affleck as well? Yes. Uh, You know, here's the thing. I actually have a little bit of experience with comic books before, of course, they became movies. As a kid, I collected comic books. It was baseball cards, you know, like sports cards and comic books. And I got to be honest with you, everybody had like hundreds of episodes where maybe you would battle the same villain every fifth or sixth book, but there were so many stories 
There were so many different storylines for Spider-Man and Superman and Batman and Aquaman. I know I'm crossing between Marvel and X-Men and yeah, DC. Yeah, just, just Spider-Man was the only one. Everyone else was in DC. No, X-Men was Marvel. Well, you, well, you just said X-Men at the very end when I started talking. Well, yeah, exactly, because you didn't let me finish my thought. I never do. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying is, why do they have to go back and continue to rehash the same stuff or create these origin I think stories. what it is, no, I think what it is is that they're trying to, they're going back to grab footage to hopefully have appeal for people to go and see it. Because for whatever reason, Disney has Marvel figured out. They've had a lot of success. Uh, Warner Brothers and DC have not, no. have not figured it out yet. No, because they're idiots. They were great with um, uh, Christian Bale as Batman. Right. But all the other ones have... Well, Wonder Woman's not too bad. Gal, Gard- Gal Gadot's kind of fun as, as Wonder Woman. Um, I'm not disappointed in that selection. Right. They got that one. Story number three. Russia has uh, perhaps watched too many spy films. One of Putin's staunchest critics has been poisoned yeah. into a coma. I did see this story. It, it's, it is... It, it, that one, it just seems... Okay, so now you got you have a 50-50 chance, but let's talk about Putin real quick. He's he's got to be the one behind this, right? Well, that, that's the immediate conclusion, is it not? I doubt that Putin has some fanatic out there like I love Putin so much that I'm going to go poison his competition. Well, it's not only that, but it's just you know, remember we talked. I think we talked about it early on too, where uh, some of the um, guys who wanted to give out the real numbers. Of their coronavirus cases mysteriously fell out of windows. Did we talk about that? Or is oh, that Tony yes, and I? yes, yes. No, we I, did. I talk think about we talked about that no, too. But right? every time somebody either runs against Putin or is outspoken against Putin, that person either disappears or is poisoned. Something and, happens. Yes, something happens. You know, I There's mean, a it's, kidnapping it's, and then a ransom is paid. An like accident. Like, you know, people just randomly, three doctors falling out of windows. That right. happens. Right. Yeah, like the same guy who tried to alert us all from Wuhan about COVID, just mysteriously disappeared. disappeared. Yeah, yep. no one knows. No, nobody knows. Right? Look, I'm sure it's happening here as well, but yeah, not to that level. I don't know. Not well, yet. No, no, well, it does happen. Give it until here. December. <laughs> no, it does happen here at that level, Epstein. Well, no, I'm saying though, as far as the level of. Like, not the level of severity, but, like, the consistency, I guess. The, right, the my, consistency, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, maybe right. maybe you're right. Maybe wait till December. Yeah, that, you just watch poor Uncle Joe. <laughs> all right. What, is that all three? That's all three. Well, well I, now, I, you, I, have, you have a 50-50 chance today. So it's a good Friday. Come it is on a good now. Friday. You got this. Hmm. Urban corn yeah, stock. Yeah, the corn I'm good. Or... Christopher Reeves Superman. I'm going to say number one is fake because they'll put anybody back in these Marvel or these comic book movies now. God, you know what? I, I thought for sure you were going to get it today. As of right now, there is no plans for Christopher Reeves Superman oh, to appear in the films. Seriously? But I guarantee you it's going to happen. Well, if it does, can we go back to today and change it? Yes. And, and then, just we'll void then, today. Then all three of them will be true stories. <laughs> exactly right. So Cornelius is fake, huh? No, Cornelia is real. Oh, that's right. I got it wrong. Yeah. I got it wrong. The urban corn stalk. Sioux Falls really cried over a corn. The urban corn stalk is unbelievable.